This is HNN. Good evening. This is HNN. The Holotable News Network is you're not even remotely close to around the clock Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, reactions, reviews, theory crafting, and more source. I'm Pico Burrito, your host, and today we are joined by our co-host, Celiac Sarah. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. We're uh we're back after little uh little vacation, little little dual sickness between the two of us, but yeah. uh, I think we're back and ready to go. I know with all of all of the news. Some all of, of the news? news? You know, it, it it's funny we we've been beating up on CG for the, you know, for the better part of the past 3 months cuz they shifted their schedule away from ours. Uh, and then they did us a favor by actually not doing any massive release or doing anything of, of meaningfulness. Well, we both took, decided to take the week off a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, uh, I, I think it's working out well for us. So, And now it's back. Like they technically released the info this week when we should have recorded. Well, we should have recorded. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're back but on track. We're back on track. Uh, this is a very, very special Sunday episode. Um, mm-hmm. And I think everyone will be very excited for their Monday drive time, maybe drive time, drive home time is maybe we'll set the expectation drive home, time yeah. home tomorrow. But yeah, kick, kick the week off the right way with HNN. Yeah, I like it. So, um, so yeah, do we want to just like hop in? Let's We're hop not- in. Let's hop in. So uh, we've got kind of three big things. Uh, Datacron set 10. Yeah. Uh, and some Datacron changes, which I think are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scout Trooper, and then the Galactic uh, Legend Leia and Raid Info. Where do you want to start? Um, Do you want to just start with Datacron Set 10? Yeah, and yeah just, let's do that. I feel like we won't take too much time there. Maybe. I, I think the the bigger news on, on Datacrons, it's, it's less about the Datacrons themselves Mm-hmm. And more about some more changes that they made to Conquest. And I'll be honest, I, I went a full like almost 10 days without even realizing that they made these because I usually don't read any of the words before the Datacron things. I just kind of sc- scan down to see who the characters and the factions are. And I, I go from there. So, uh, but, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I actually haven't gone back and read this, but the big news is they've shifted the required relic level to use, yeah. to use Datacrons to, from three for uh rank threes five for rank six and relic seven for rank nines mm-hmm. are now down to one three and five yeah it's and so, it says for this set only yeah. um which to me screams this is a test like this yep. is an experiment yeah. type thing yeah and, and I, I think it's a, i mean it's a huge change i, I think that, yeah. that especially in you know, it's funny because I don't think we've we've ever been able to say this before. But you know, we started kind of shifting from Relic Seven as the new Relic Five. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think maybe Relic Five is the new Relic Seven. Like it feels like it kind of shifted back <laughs> a little bit because of, of this reason. But I, I think it should make some of these higher end Relic materials much easier to kind of go after. And, and I'm sorry, yeah. not Relic, but but Datacron material to go after and kind of use on, on some of these teams. So, well. And it's really interesting when you look at the bigger picture too, which we will talk about later when we go into like the raid and stuff. Um, if they do decide to make this shift permanent, which I hope they do, because I think it's I think it's a fair thing to yeah. make to make them more accessible and more engaging. Um, because I think with Datacrons, like their their launch, we can all agree was terrible. 
Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> they were just dropped on us. Um, but what's interesting to me is this going up to relic five now is super achievable. Yeah. And um sorry, there is a giant spider that I might have to kill. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And by me, I mean my husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we might have to mute and scream, folks. Mute and oh scream. Oh, my God. That's the way it works. Um, Okay. I just texted him, so he might come down here. <laughs> okay. Um, what was I saying? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I lost it just in the, the panic of your spider as well. Uh, um, Right. So you have you have the... You have to go to Relic 5 to get the yeah. whole faction uh, tier and then Relic 7 for that that character um, yeah. one. And now going up to Relic 5 only for one character is considerably more achievable. And it, it kind of is, I view it as like a little bit of a helping hand in terms of helping you focus where you're going to put your relics, especially if they are going to make the raid cadence shorter. Yeah. yeah it makes it a little bit more easier to have fast turnaround with the uh, uh, Datacrons and fast turnaround with the raids. Yeah, and I, I think that with that as well, I, I think a lot of this you have to frame up when the context of the raid as well, that you, we've got, you know, we saw this kind of reward shift and you can get what you need. So now we're seeing a number of people being able to pull characters up just to gear 12, which now makes that, that bridge into relic one in relic three to start being used from that side. And again, as your point is all the relic material that's kind of coming in for the raid as well, that's kind of flushing in and just making it easier to kind of rank some of these things up. I, I think that again, you can't look at all this in a vacuum. I think these things are kind of all kind of tying together and, and pulling it together. Uh, I think in a, in a relatively positive light. Now we'll talk about again, what people kind of think about the, the raid for, from that side coming up, but uh I, I really hope that that people will start kind of engaging with Datacrons more. I know that they're it was a rough start from, from that side, but I think that they'll they'll do well enough. So yeah. So um I think the main thing though with Datacron set 10 is it's light side only. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think one of the the differences here um that they also did is that they're allowing you to change your rank six uh so well let me let me let me say it differently in the past if you had a if you have a, a, a rank nine character that had might fit into two of the categories like say a scoundrel and a rebel if they yeah. if that was kind of the two of the level six they they were assigned one of those two ranks and, and carried it forward so you couldn't be uh you couldn't be if you were a han solo you couldn't be get the advantage of the rank six scoundrel or the rank six rebels cg would say no he's going to be a he's going to be a rebel in this case and that would be the only way to get it what they changed here is that at the rank six for someone like sexy rexy Mm -hmm. their clones as well as phoenix he can you can actually build him out of both of those categories so he can actually you can get to that rank six have it be a phoenix take it all the way up to rex or from clones take it all the way up to rex from that side but also you can then flip the you can flip the rank six when it gets all the way to the top to the other faction as well. Yeah, which is really 
weird in a way. I mean, it makes sense, but yeah. also weird. Yeah. What's really interesting about it is, so think about the, so there's a Rex Omicron, uh, or data, excuse me, Datacron in this set that mm-hmm. you probably want to use him with Phoenix if you're going to use him in Territory Wars or 5v5. But in threes, which opens up on, on Monday, you you would want to open him as, say, a clone because you probably want to use him on the clones team. In theory, you could flip that Omicron or that Datacron between mm-hmm. the start of Territory Wars and the start of in, in the, the start of uh, uh, Grand, Conqu- Arena. Or Grand Arena, excuse me, so that you could actually take advantage of that re- that level six differently on those two teams. Like that, that's a really interesting kind of way to kind of play around with that instead of like maybe if you were thinking about having to build two or something similar. Again, I think Rex is probably a corner case for a lot of people from that side, but I think it create it opens up an interesting door on that side from, from that perspective. Yeah, it definitely does. Um I'm curious if and and I don't know, maybe somebody would know this who's built their datacrons for using Rex as the example. Sure. If he rolls at uh level nine only if you've gone the phoenix path but then it does let you flip flop back and forth it does you know what i mean it 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 does so because i i uh i rolled rex all the way up to to rank nine today Mm -hmm. or earlier and i wanted to change the the rank six to something else so i was doing re-rolls today and i was getting re-roll options for both for both phoenix and clones and, and on that side so theoretically, Rex should show up regardless of if you roll Phoenix or clones originally. Correct. Yes. And and, and I, I've seen Kanan come up through both Jedi and Phoenix going from one mm. to nine because I was I was trying to chase a chopper one in, as well, just in case. So um, Okay. So yeah. I, I saw him come up on both paths that, that way. That is so. I mean, I don't know if that was intentional or not. I feel like they should have told us that, but yeah. Um again it's it's is it a bug or is it is it a feature an undocumented feature is you know it's kind of where, where both of those sit but um you know the the factions are what we've got we've got jedi we've got phoenix we've got clones and we've got wookies mm-hmm. um not surprised by jedi wookie actually not surprised really by any of them because they're all no. kind of tied to new character releases yeah i wasn't um, really surprised either and I guess I was surprised that it was so heavy light side focused when mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like we've had a, a heavy dark side focus, or we don't actually have a, a heavy dark side focus outside of the, you know, the 15 to 20s. I guess those are the, the last set there, the very kind of peanut butter kind of light side and dark side. But um, yeah, we'll see. Um, I think it's a great opportunity. I, I hope people kind of get in and start playing around with it again, especially because I think a lot of the relic levels are off, but um you know we'll start getting some reports back in is, is how they go as soon as we open up into grand arena which is 3v3 so it might as well not exist right yeah so <laughs> it's just uh i was gonna say it's just a practice run but it's really i feel like you can't even practice in it so yeah yeah i, I may not even change my defense from the last time around i might just actually run it front that i used for the last the last 3v3 for for all nine fights i might just leave it in place and just see what happens i don't even know when I changed my defense last. <laughs> Not gonna lie, maybe when I got Lord Vader. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I have no idea. Anyway, I, I will also be in the top two hundred, which I do not belong in. Oh God! So I'm just gonna get just 
face stomped. Oh. So no, no. All right. Do we want to roll into the scout trooper? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I so, think that's good. Were you surprised that Scout Trooper came in? Yes and no. I mean, okay. everyone's been talking about Scout Trooper and was like a little confused that Scout Trooper wasn't required in order to get Leia. And like, I don't know, even even before Leia, like, I feel like I've heard everyone saying we need a Scout Trooper. We need Scout Trooper for so long, which is valid. Um and I was surprised because I think we all kind of assumed we were getting three marquees for Leia yeah. and yeah. that we knew which three they were because we had Nisa, we had Rex, and now we have this new made up Cal Drogo guy. Yeah. Um, so we, I, I think a lot of people assumed it was closing the door to Scout Trooper. Um, but I, I'm not surprised because I can't remember if I said it here or just in passing to someone um, but I had made like this kind of off the cuff remark of like, well, maybe they're not counting Rex because Rex dropped before the Leia yeah. announcement. Yeah. And like, yeah, he's a marquee, but it still was kind of like before the announcement. And maybe they're not including that in the three marquees. Um, and maybe that's how they're doing their math. So, so this is the the one fault i'm going to give cg for the way that they're building their character releases right now because i think i think they're doing a very good job Mm -hmm. but you get about one character a year that is a a a release that doesn't go anywhere like zori didn't go anywhere sorty didn't go anywhere Mm -hmm. the i don't know eagle's claw or whatever that that stupid ship that oh that yeah <laughs> i forgot like, about but, that ship yeah but but most everything else it's it's tied to something or it's a conquest character like th- those mm-hmm. are kind of the the two the two different pieces so if scout trooper wasn't attached to leia there wasn't a path for him to come into the game Mm-mm. unless they were going to add like a massive dark side kind of you know, end game character that were that was going to be associated with this. So, I and we'll talk about the number of marquees kind of for Leia coming up. But but it it made sense to me that it was released at this point mm-hmm. more so not because of the massive. I mean, it's tied to Leia because of the Endor and all those other pieces. But it, if they were going to do it, this was going to be the time. It was going to be the time when they just put a little bit of a, a lens on on Endor to make that happen. So, um, but. Let's jump into it. So I'm going to read to kind of help save your voice a little bit. Uh, you're, you're, I know you're, you're fighting through something. Um, Thank you. Neither one of us have have actually looked at this kit at all. I hit auto on on the marquee event. So me too. Um, so Scout Trooper, uh, Dark Side, Support, Empire, Imperial Remnant, and Imperial Trooper. Okay. So, and I, th- I think we all kind of assumed that when it came to the game, it would be an Imperial Remnant, um, but we probably should point out what was announced in passing with this mm-hmm. is that because Moff Gideon kind of needs that set of Imperial Remnant characters in a very specific build out. Uh, but we are going to get a new Moff Gideon. Yeah. Uh, he is going to be a conquest character. I think mm-hmm. the assumption is he's the next one. Which I think and, is a fair assumption. Yeah. 
and and Meathead said that he was going to be a leader of the Imperial Remnant. Mm-hmm. Correct. I believe that was that was what he said on that that side. So, um, so where this character fits, best guess with anybody. We'll read through the notes because there is a, an interesting use case. Um, he does break. Uh, he does break something or one of the kind of the teams you might see him come against. But um, so again. Uh, key attributes, uh, he ha- will have a raid Omicron coming with the release of the raid. It will have strong utility there. Um, dispel all debuffs on all allies. The leader is an Imperial Revenant. Imperial Revenant unlocks kit bonuses. Uh, they finally got a fifth Revenant in the game. Uh, works perfectly under Moff Gideon's leader ability. Uh, it will be part of the raid. And I think uh, irresistible days helps Aiden withstand Wampa. I think that's kind of the interesting piece. Yeah. Um, so throw Scout on, throw Aiden on defense. Do you still run Aiden on defense at all? I think so. I okay. need to swap that because I know she's very strong on offense. And I just haven't actually done it because I haven't changed my defense. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have to actually look at at my defense to actually know if I'm using her on defense, right? So right. Like, uh, <laughs> that's fine. All right. So abilities, uh basic prepared shot. Deal physical damage to target enemy inflict accuracy down for two turns. If Scout Trooper is stealth, this attack scores a critical hit if possible. During Scout Trooper's turn, Imperial Trooper allies gain potency up for one turn. Imperial remnant allies gain offense up for one turn. So Pretty decent. Okay. Special one, Imperial Precision. Final text, deal physical damage to target enemy, dispel all buffs on them, and inflict speed down for two turns. If Scout Trooper had accuracy up, this speed down can't be resisted. If Scout Trooper is stealth, this attack can't be evaded. Pretty good. All right. Again, you're you're typically going to have, you know, or speed up, uh so speed up in and speed down they're 25 percent changes is that correct i believe so yeah so basically you're you're gonna by the time you get around to your seconds or to your special you're gonna have a 50 percent speed gap that's pretty nice mm-hmm. all right uh special two strategic assessment which is a zeta and unlocks at tier four um that's right they're doing that new thing uh, dispel all debuffs on all allies if the allied leader is Imperial Revenant. Dispel all debuffs on all allies if the allied leader... Okay. Okay. Maybe we just say, if the allied leader is Imperial Remnant, dispel all debuffs on allies. M- maybe we just rewrite that sentence that yeah. way and just make it easier to read. Uh, Imperial Trooper allies gain critical damage up for two turns. Imperial Remnant allies gain speed up for two turns. Scout Trooper stealth for two turns. Call target other ally to assist, dealing 75% less damage. Uh, Inflict, expose, and stagger on all enemies for two turns. Mm. Daze target enemy for two turns, which can't be resisted. If the ally in the leader slot is an Imperial Remnant, allies gain advantage for two turns. Scout Trooper's Imperial Precision ability gains 40% bonus damage stacking until the end of the battle, and the assisting ally is not assisted by the damage penalty. That's pretty nice. Okay. So that AE stagger will be very nice for Conquest. I just, 
Oh I, yeah, I, that's that staggered true. feat was miserable. Yeah, it's uh, brutal. Yep. So uh unique one, Imperial Vanguard, Zeta, and an Omicron. So this is where the Omicron will be, but they're not gonna tell us what the Omicron is. Right. Um Final text. Whenever scout trooper is critically hit, stealth for two turns and recover 5% health and protection. If the ally in the leader slot is Imperial Remnant, whenever an enemy begins their turn, scout trooper gains 10% turn meter. And whenever scout trooper has turn meter removed, she gains 25% turn meter, stacking max twice at the end of their turn. Oh. So... Are there abilities that will remove turn meter twice? Um. Oh, you know where that would hit? That would be a case like if maybe I had a I had an ability that removed turn meter and called an assist. Yeah, and maybe there was like a turn meter on. Does somebody remove turn meter on basic? I don't think so. I don't I think so. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Max twice. I'm curious. I'm trying to think of like who would remove how she would get turn meter removed twice. It would have to be some kind of turn meter removal that calls an assist and like maybe she's staggered and then that removes yeah. the turn meter oh, again. That 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 could do it. Yep. I hope that doesn't mean twice for the... Well, no, because they would have said twice in the encounter if that was the case. Yeah. And it definitely doesn't mean, like, max twice before her next turn type thing because it's at the end of the turn. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I'm sure somebody will think of someone's kit off the top of their head because right now the only thing I can think of is JGR waving her hand. Yep. (laughs) If the ally in the leader slot is Imperial Remnant and no other allies that use Emperor Trap, the allied leader gains 20% max health and 20 speed. Whenever an Imperial Trooper ally begins a a turn or attacks out of turn, all Imperial Trooper allies gain a stack of Emperor's Trap until the start of the next enemy turn. Non-Imperial Trooper allies turn or the end of battle. The Emperor's Trap can't be copied, dispelled, or prevented. All right. And while the scout is active, Imperial Trooper allies have 10% critical chance and Imperial uh, Remnant allies have 10 speed. So a little bit of speed up. So it's mm-hmm. it's a relatively straightforward kit. It is. It's also making me think that like maybe the speed on her doesn't matter too, too much because it sounds yeah. like she's going to be gaining turn meter a lot. Yep. Um, because she's so. going to get whatever... Whenever an enemy begins their turn, yeah. Whenever an enemy begins their turn, scout trooper gains ten percent turn meter. That's yeah. So that that's a if if you've got a super fat again. This is there, CG's doing all these little tricks with kits that that mm-hmm. if you're slower coming in, you're just going to kind of get the speed up and kind of run in from that that side. So um, it, it's it's a it's an interesting kit. I, I think it's I think it's hard to evaluate it without knowing what the the new Moff Gideon kit is going to look like and, and mm-hmm. where that's going to land. Uh, yes, she can run under an Aiden uh, and people may use her there, but I think until then, but, you know, the Moff Gideon lead, I think is terrible. I don't know anyone who uses it. I tried to use it in 
dark side geonosis yeah and it was great up until phase four like everything else and then in phase four it was like nope you're you're just not very good for it just doesn't work so yeah yeah Um, so i'm curious what will end up happening i guess we'll know if if this new Gideon is the con- next conquest character, we should yep. have him unlocked sometime around December. Okay. I haven't actually looked at the weeks and like how things shake out in terms of planning, but it, it'll be around then because we'll get another conquest in September that is Malakos, and then, yep. um, yeah, so somewhere around there we'll we'll have him. We're what probably six weeks away from finding out what his what Gideon's kit's going to be. Five weeks away from finding out what, what the new Gideon's kit's going to be. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I really wondered. Speaking of the new Gideon piece, I as I just got done saying, they've got to have a vehicle to bring some of these characters in the game. I almost wonder if we're not going to get that that stormtrooper kind of variant character that was flying around in the jetpacks in Mando oh. season three. Yeah. That would yeah, be pretty cool. That but would be pretty cool. I don't know when it would release is going to be the would be the big question. It makes you wonder too, because usually in the fall, assuming they're doing, which I mean, they've done three of them so far. If they're doing yeah. those heroes journey characters in December, they start releasing the marquees for that too. Yep. Yeah. So uh, just a couple of notes from the Q&A. Does the Emperor's Trap part of the unique require a remnant? Yes. Uh, what will the new team look like? Uh, will Dark be removed from Veers or will the new Gideon step up as the fifth? And, and I think this is this is speaking to a trend that CG has been doing over the past, really, I, I think over the last two years. Uh, they are not going to break up the Veers team. So they're mm-hmm. going to keep Dark Trooper there. That Trooper team is going to stay in place. And this is essentially going to take some other parts and kind of assemble a new team coming underneath it. So, uh, you know, the the their assumption is Dark will stay with Veers. That's kind of how they're building the new Gideon. You know, it'll go from that side. So um, he does answer a question on the 25% turn meter gain. It is two, max two times per turn but you must lose TM twice for it to happen. Um, I just wonder if we're not getting somebody with TM removal on basic or something like that coming up soon. That or uh, There's a big thing. Uh, I'm not going to read that entire question on the Imperial Remnant leader for the 10% critical chance and 10 speed. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need a Remnant leader to get the, the 10 speed on Imperial troopers and, and, and allies separately. Um, uh, inspiration, not important. What? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah and again, it's it's when you decide scouts interaction with Imperial Remnant troopers. Did you have any favorite in mind between these two? Both seem pretty awesome. Um, they really said that you know the the trooper piece is going to be really kind of a fix to the Iden counter in in uh in territory or in uh, Grand Arena. Um, right but so that's the kit that's it it's it's straightforward yeah so and i think the marquee is now done it is done uh yeah or actually i think it goes on for another couple of days but i mean at this point if you don't have it and you're listening to this podcast i i don't understand how you function in life like that just seems backwards just go do it right away yeah 
like before it's gone and you're screwed. I care about Galaxy of Heroes enough that I listen to podcasts, but not enough that I've actually done my marquees yet. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, three more days left. So that it's actually running until the uh, they do a full seven days now. Uh, right. For some reason, I thought it was like two weeks ago that it started. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no just 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 a few days ago so um, so that is the scout um it it came it got released yeah. it was interesting but what everyone was really waiting on was this giant post from meathead mm-hmm. talking about galactic leia uh galactic legend leia and the mm-hmm. raid and and i think for kind of background again, um, a week ago Friday, Crumb was on Reality Skewed Gaming's uh, stream for raising yes. money from the American Cancer Association, yes. Cancer Society, excuse me. And he said that this was coming. And there were a couple of things that he talked about there. Um, in particular, the one that stuck out to me is um, Crumb as a player actually said that even he's at the point with Conquest that by the third time it rolls around, he's like, all right, I'm ready for this to be over. So I think they're doing some evaluation of kind of what that looks like right now. But um, he told us we were getting this post and then we had to wait till Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So So, it it was, it was good. He, he definitely answered, I think a good amount of questions and um, well, I, I really liked about it because everyone was kind of freaking out about this, that crumb, you know, confirmed that Mark three raid currency would be moving from crate to the endor raid and everyone's like oh look they they've confirmed it like it it's dying and all all this kind of stuff um and i like the way he phrased it because just just like how first he went back and he was like we said this in february like and he went and read the the post verbatim which i can't remember if it was a road ahead or state of the galaxy in february whatever it was when they first announced the raid structure overhaul and crate coming and mark three and all like or not even naming it mark three but like the new currency you know it does say in that post that the new currency will be tied to the featured raid and like the newest raid would be the featured raid because that makes the most sense logically and i know we can all like insert joke about cg not being logical but like really that does make the most sense um so he did you know basically say like we said this this isn't news type of thing but it is confirmed that mark three will go to the endor raid it'll be removed from crate um i think the biggest thing for me on that is just like crate now doesn't really have an incentive at all for smaller guilds yep um the other the other raids do because you're getting the character shards and crate the incentive to do it was the mark three and now the mark three is an endor so or whichever raid after endor and etc um there's no real incentive to build your roster for those raids specifically there isn't but i i think that's that's a really dangerous idea without playing it out because i know that the second piece mm-hmm. of what we'll talk about what's coming in but they, they talked about the raid cadence moving forward will typically be between eight and nine months yeah and i already heard someone say like well if it takes me three months to get galactic legend leia there's no point in me doing this that is wrong so right. th- th- think about it th- this way i i am 
we get the 265 box and, and I hit the 9 million personal rate reward line. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that, and, and I know not everyone's going to get there, but, but I just want to kind of do some of the math here. What that represents is for me, I'm able to buy 20 arrow magnifiers a week. So right. five arrow magnifiers are a thousand Mark three. Uh, so that means I can do 10 per raid. We run the raid twice a week. So I get 20 a week. Mm-hmm. All right. If we run the raid for eight months, that's 640 arrow magnifiers over that window. Right. If you're going to concede that because you don't want to put the resources in, all you're doing is just putting yourself farther and farther behind when the next raid comes along from that that side. That it, I'm not saying dedicate all of your resources to go to the new raid, but I think people forget how long nine months really is, how long eight months really is, and how much you're really missing out on in that run. Even if it does take you three months to build the character and you're realistically only doing it for six months of the nine-month um, cadence, that's still 480. Yeah. Yep. Like that's still a huge number. Um and 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 we can talk about this later on or whenever, but the the faster you're able to, to move to the next thing, yeah, the the faster it's gonna sound redundant, but the faster you'll be able to move to the next next thing. Yep. So like hampering your own rewards is just going to slow you down to the next point like it just doesn't make sense long term i don't think like it, it it's an oversimplification to say you got to spend money to make money and it's not that's not a, a statement of you need to spend money in this game to to make further pieces but i'll, I'll use an example i've, I've got a, a friend of a friend uh, is a brewer up in northern michigan mm-hmm. and they were doing really well they actually had a little side business they were making money on the side and they figured out that if they went out and actually just dropped like $5,000 on a canning system, mm-hmm. that they could almost double what they were able to make because it was a case that they could make the beer at a certain rate, but they couldn't actually get into cans and bottles fast enough, which then actually slowed down their overall production piece. So if we if you go out and they put this investment in and all of a sudden now they're making, they're, they're able to make more money from that. It's that same concept. If you're able to get to this point that you're at the 130 or the or the 265 box. Mm-hmm. Those resources now just start kind of getting thrown all over to other parts of your roster that heart start to help elevate everything else up and make it so that you can actually be successful in other places. Well, and eventually you're going to get to a point where and I understand I'm going to preface this that like mid-game players and newer accounts obviously are not at this yeah. point. This is this is an end game idea of what I'm about to say, but um you will get to a point where you'll be like, oh, I can work on this side project. Like I've just been taking characters yeah. up to to gear 12 and beca- because I have the core gear just sitting there yeah. now. And um, I took up a couple of weeks ago before they announced the layer requirements, the set two and set three. Um, I took up Stormtrooper Han and Farm Boy Luke to gear 12 because I was like, oh, they don't need Kairos. I'll take them up maybe they'll be needed for leia if they're not again there's no kairos on the way to gear 12 yep. anyway for them um and one of our officers messaged me he's like what do you know like why did you take them and i was like honestly <laughs> i don't need kairos to, they yeah. don't need kairos to do it it was just a guess 
um, and I'm just taking up these characters. And it's something like that where I'm like, I can afford to do this. It's not hurting my progress anywhere else. Yep, yep. And it will be the same thing with Endor. You can afford to, you know, now maybe you can afford to take the gear 12 to gear 13 and work yep. on that next step yep. of your project kind of thing. So anyway, we can we can get into that yep. later, though, and look at let's look at the post yeah so let, let's start off so there was uh there was a dev note on again kind of what they're trying to do with leia i, I think one of the um i think one of the interesting pieces with leia is that crumb has said that the goal is to make her a little bit more of an offensive focused character now what does that mean um i i don't know i think it's you know if she can beat everybody does she go on offense from that side uh right you know I, I hope it's not going to be a scenario that the way that they're going to do it is they're going to make the kid in such a way that it can be beat by really off meta stuff. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I just think it's going to be a scenario that there's going to probably be a lot of Galactic Legends that beat her. Yeah. But there's nothing that's going to outlast her. So she just becomes the wipes, you know, you, you erase somebody off of the board from that side. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the, the biggest thing for me, and again, I thought it was great. In the, I, I thought the post did a great job of, of clearing up a lot of things. First and foremost, they said they have no intention of breaking up the CLS squad. Yes. Great. Fantastic news. Yep. And and I, again, I think that goes back to what we were just talking about with Scout Trooper is that they've just seemed to have, I know their teams are very prescriptive these days. We want these characters to go with this kit, but they're they're kind of building these, these things now. The, the, the smart folks that, that, and the, the huge theory crafters are going to find ways around some of these things. And they're going to, they're going to create these. There, there's actually the Gambit Alliance podcast was really interesting that, that um, listening to them kind of go to that point. I'm like, it's great that they're saying that, but when I only need 22 teams, I'm going to build 22 super teams, mm-hmm. but not everyone thinks the way fatal does as, as an example. I mean, that, that, that's a steel trap there that I, I can't process. That's uh, true. But, but uh, I, I think it's, so CLS isn't going to be there. They did say that, uh, Drogon will be in the will be in her her team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because of what they're saying, and if you look at the way that the rebels are aligned, Drogon's got to be a tank, right? Uh, because there is yeah, there's not an unassigned tank anywhere in the kit or in, anywhere in the rebels right now. Really, is what it comes down to, right? So so, and I don't see her being a tank. Yeah, I don't either. I, yeah. Um, you don't make your galactic legend a tank and then say, "Oh, it's a, it, it's an offensive powerhouse." That that seems a little right coming from from that side. So, yeah. So, otherwise, it's going to be a team without a tank. In which case, I would I want to know what the interaction yeah. is with the kits yeah. and everything, right? So, um, what I really thought was interesting. So they did kind of like in this dev note, I didn't actually read the dev note until I read this post for like the third time. Um, I was like, I don't care what this says. And then um, I was like, people were talking about cooldown manipulation. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So obviously cooldown manipulation, she is going to make both teams immune to that. So her team, no cooldown manipulation, and the enemy team, no cooldown manipulation. Okay. Um, which means like no JMK resetting yeah. cat for annihilate right away. Like nothing. That's, I didn't put two and two together when you said that, but yeah, that makes all the sense. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, which also means Maul can't first turn reset someone's cooldowns or 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 
uh, reset the cooldown when they get when he gets to five stacks. Right. And blow it off that way as well. Interesting. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting that way. But what I also really liked was they didn't really say explicitly what her um, ultimate is going to do. All they said was that it felt like the entire enemy team should be fractured. Okay. And I'm curious, like, are we actually going to get like an AOE fracture or are they just using that to kind of tease what it will be like? Sure. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, it it sounds like it's going to be fun. Um, I've got to imagine that if you're going to do something that looks like an AOE fracture when you get the ultimate, you're only going to get your ultimate off once. That's what I'm thinking. And then it resets maybe wave after wave, you know, like in in a multi-wave fight. So... I'm wondering if you would even need to, to have your ultimate go off more than once in that case. Yeah, yeah. Because if you've got like an AOE type fracture, then you, you know, take your pick and pick off the key characters of the yeah. enemy squad, right? That make it function and, and, and you know, take the training wheels off, et cetera, yeah. and, and watch them fall over. Um, but yeah, so that that was really interesting. But again... The other thing with Leia, and I want to point this out too, because I, I think it touches on what you were saying earlier about people maybe not wanting to, not that they don't want to go for her, but not wanting to chase the raid character or the raid teams because of the raid cadence window now being somewhat known. Yep. Um, they flat out said in the same way that they did this for Jabba, you're going to want her for conquest. You're going to want her for galactic challenges. She's going to have datacrons. Um, they have said economy events and then specifically said there's going to be a new Endor escalation tier yeah. um, that's going to use her. So kind of similar to how like Jabba got his own smugglers run. Yeah. Like, I I don't know what it's going to reward, but it's so, probably so going to be really people, good. I, I've heard a lot of people talk about that. I, I think a lot of people are like, oh, this is how they're going to get more Omicron mats. I don't think so. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be relic material. I think it's going to be relic stuff. Give me and, signal and, data. Yeah, it's signal data and 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 higher level. I think, I think it's going to be what they're going to use to bridge eight and nine towards mm. ten, probably more than anything else. I I just don't see the way they've been monetizing Omicrons. Yeah, I don't see that as something that they want to they want to make easier to get right now. Yeah, so, I, I I would agree with that. I think. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a crazy idea. Well, so let, actually, I'm gonna hold off of that until we until we get into that. So they announced the final requirements yeah. for both set and two and three. Yeah. Um, Scout trooper relic seven, mm-hmm. R two relic eight. Mm-hmm. And that is the only relic eight or nine in the entire kit, which I think is great. Yeah. Um, Captain Han at five, Rolo at five, Chirpa at three. So. Again, marquees are marquees, and 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 they're not easy. And I understand they take time, but from a relic perspective, that's really not that bad, right? Um, and then set three, Drogon, uh, CLS, uh, both at seven, three PO and Chewie at relic seven, uh, Boosh at relic five, and Lobot with a rework coming at relic three. Yeah. So here's. Here's my crazy idea. Okay. So we know that Drogon lost an arm 
Mm. Does mm-hmm. Drogon have a replacement arm? Which would make Drogon a cyborg like Lobot. Oh. And now is it Drogon, Lobot, R2, and somebody else, and there's some weird, like, droid cyborg theme going on? Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. That that's that's I that that's my um if it's right, man, I look like a genius. If not, it's just gonna be another thing that I've said and it doesn't actually go anywhere from anything. So yeah. Um <laughs> fair. Um but these requirements aren't bad. They're yeah. not they're not amazing. Nope. But they're not terrible. Yeah. Um and- You've just got a farm marquees. That, yeah, that, like that's that, all that, that really is. That truly is what the cost is. And and the yeah. fact that all of the marquees are relic seven. Like there's no yeah. relic five marquee or relic three. Like they're all relic seven. Um but realistically, I think what I like about this is a lot of these are uh, other than the marquees, a lot of them are required elsewhere. You need R2D2 yeah. elsewhere. You need Captain Han and Rolo elsewhere. Um Sherpa, not so much, but whatever he can he can be an outlier and he's yeah, only relic yeah. three so so it's fine um cls obviously needed elsewhere boosh was basic is basically a gimme because if you have java you have yeah. boosh it's yeah. done 3po and chewy um needed elsewhere also kind of a gift that yeah. you want to take them to re- like people wanted to take their their Chupio to Relic 7 and didn't because they were like, oh, I can't justify it right now. And it's like, now you have a perfect excuse. Um, and like, realistically, Loba is the only one and like the Ewoks that you're kind of like, yeah. okay, whatever. And and honestly, though, like a bunch of people have the Ewoks done too for platoons. Yes. And so help me out. I don't think Rolo or Captain Han are needed on another team right now, correct? Uh, no. Does Captain is Captain Han technically supposed to be slotted into the Sana team? Uh, I don't see. I I've seen them people do it a couple of times. I don't know if it okay. is like mandatory. To be totally honest with you, it might be. Somebody can correct me, but I mean, they're really not that. Like like relic five for them. Both of mine were at relic three. Okay. And I immediately took them to relic five as soon as the the set two requirements went out. I was like, actually, I immediately took R two to relic eight, and then I immediately yeah. took Han and Rolo to relic five, like no issues. Um, and then Chirpa, I needed to throw some gear on, and then went to relic three. So, like, it's it's very. It feels very gimme-y, and I'm saying that now, fully knowing that we will have four marquees to farm. Yeah. I'm just super interested to figure out how you make a team of five with only one new character coming in. Like that, that's that's right. the piece that I really want to understand how this is going to shake out. I wonder if captain han will slot in because of his revive maybe possibly um maybe i, I don't know to be totally honest and, with you you're not going to take if you're not taking cls you're not taking chupio so that those two are plugged out of the of the requirements right away um 
Boosh, you're not going to steal. She's nope. going to stay with Jabba. Yeah. Like, th- that's just not a thing. I, it doesn't sound like Scout Trooper is going to be stolen. And it sounds like Scout Trooper is meant to go with Imperials. Yep. So that's that. Um, and, and yeah. The, the Lobot piece. Uh, well, I'd love to think that he's going to be part of that team. I, I don't think he will. Right. I think that if Lobot was was meant to be on the team and they were going to rework him so that he was awesome to go on that team, mm-hmm. they would have put him at Relic 7. Yeah. 5 or 7 or something higher because the impl- you know, you're implying, no, it should be used. That- like, the Relic 3 is, we need a character. Like, it's actually the same thing that they did for Mob Enforcer. Mob Enforcer <laughs> I was, was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, it's screaming Mob Enforcer. Yeah. It... it Three feels like a requirement. Seven feels like something you're going to use. Like it's the same thing with Leviathan. Like, oh, we just we're going to make the we can expect on on meta changing ships, and, and we can talk about Leviathan later. But uh, meta changing ships, the the requirement for the cap ship pilot is going to be Relic Nine because we're just tuning it for a Relic Nine pilot. Like that, we've just decided that's what we're going to do, and that's where you should right. have it anyway from that side. So I, I'm just I'm super interested to see that. I is was the Saw team really kind of a fake out? Was the Sana team somewhat of a fake out? I think it's a really bad precedent to to kind of draw those two teams out and kind of get people to start investing in them, and then all of a sudden you kind of pull the rug out from underneath and you move them somewhere else. But I I just I don't know. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think we'll see her? Ooh. Um. So we got Java last year, September nineteenth. Okay. And really? it, yeah, I went back and I and I or sorry, September twenty first. Doesn't matter, nineteenth, twenty first, whatever. Uh, I went back and I looked because of a of a viewer question that we got coming up, and I wanted to have my dates sorted sure. for things. Um. So honestly, it would not surprise me if we got her that same week. Okay. Uh, especially when we look at and, and I'll I'll give my reasoning for that when we go into the Discord corner and we talk okay. about that question from Max. Um but yeah, it would not surprise me at all if we see her middle to end of September. Okay. I and I don't think that means the raid comes then. I think the raid is probably going to come closer to November. Um yeah, I, I think we're going to see the Endor escalation probably come pretty quickly, or kind of the resource event come pretty quickly uh, yeah. on the heels of that. Um, I the think way the, smugglers run too did. Yeah, I, I think we'll see the raid. I, I think you're right in the November time frame, and that's going to give people time to build that team and, and get in place. I, I think the other people and look, everyone's been kind of saying this, but I, I, I just feel like there's a whole part of the community that doesn't listen. Right, <laughs> CG wants you to use the new stuff mm-hmm. like they made the requirements the way that they did because they want you to get leia they want you to use her in the raid and they want you to use her in these things well stop not chasing things <laughs> well and to even like play off of that did you do they they released like a galactic legend leia survey i i missed it i i saw it and i didn't get a chance to, to go jump on it so um so so i filled it out because i was like okay I'll, I'll look at this and like just to, to play off of that, like they they want you to go after the new character. Yeah. The, the yeah. questions, if you did not do that survey, it wanted your ally code, and then it was like, are you going after Galactic Legend Leia? 
will you have her at launch? Granted, they didn't give what launch meant, yeah. like when, um, but they just said that. And, and they were like, if no, why? What what would we need to do to or like what would need to happen for you to get her at launch kind of thing? Like they want to know why you are not getting her right away. And like, are you getting her? And if not, why are you not getting yeah. her? Why are you not getting the new toy that we want you to have? Yep. Like it's very clear that they want you to have these new things on your roster. And, and I appreciate that they're asking that question. It's a terrible question. Oh, it's such a terrible question. Why Why are you not going to have her at launch? Because I don't have the disposable income to drop right. on a character that, that looks like this. Phrase the question differently. Do you expect to have the character within three months of launch? That's a like that. That's yeah. a really interesting convert question to have from people, mm-hmm. and to get a response coming out of that. Because I think a lot of people will. I think at, at least kind of where we're at. I I think that that I would say, again, we're a five hundred and what twenty million guild right now. Is that correct? Is that high? I think we're higher than that. But yeah, something okay. like that. But but we're in the five hundred millions. Like in 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 that late game area, I would expect. 75% of the guild probably to have her within three months of launch. Yeah. I would even phrase the question in a um which time frame do you think you will have Galactic Legend Light? Yeah. And do launch two, three months, uh, or at launch, and then one to three months after launch, uh, four to six months after launch. Yeah. Six plus months, like make it a multiple choice make it simple and then you can see like where does your player base slot in okay 75 percent of the players are saying six plus six plus months to get this character what do we need to change yeah um yeah it is and people pointed this out in our guild too they're like this is such a stupid question because we don't know when launch is so we don't know if we're gonna have her at launch because launch could theoretically be tomorrow like yep. it's not yeah obviously not but you know what i mean um so yeah it's interesting <laughs> but i i thought it was a good thing to put out and, and look i i appreciate that that they they got us the full list of requirements much earlier in the process very early Instead of wait, because again, I think we're all working to the assumption that at minimum it's two weeks for Drogon. Yeah. Um, and and if so, in two weeks puts it not even at September first. So even if even if we like target September first, that's that's three weeks away. That's three weeks earlier to get all those requirements from from that side. So I think that again, I think that they're kind of lining up where, where things are going to be. And, um, yeah. So uh, yeah. they. Moving on the on the speeder bike, they did kind of update some new characters. Scout Trooper will be included. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there was a ton of kind of conversation this week around the raid Omicron for Scout Trooper, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to I want to actually give an opinion on this for a second. Okay. So I I think that that people are maligning time-bound Omicrons and frankly Datacrons for that matter mm-hmm. uh, a little too much right now. And in the example I gave, and we actually we we talked about it. How many people put a Zeta 
on Chief Chirpa right. to unlock Chewbacca and then never really use Chief, Chief Chirpa again. It yeah. was a means to an end. Yeah. And 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 I think that, that people are and I, I get that they're they're a, it, it's a little bit of a different conversation because it's it, they're much harder to get your hands on than even Zetas at the time. Like when Chewbacca came out, we we got him kind of the first, first cycle around. But th- this is one of these cases that if if you can put if if the the Omicron is the difference between uh, a 1.5 million score and a 2.7 million score. And you can do that early in the process mm-hmm. and just accelerate the resources that are coming in on the backside. All that you're doing in that case is like you're trading Omicrons for relic materials. You're trading mm-hmm. Omicrons for uh, for Kairos or, or, or kind of whatever you're going to use your Mark, your Mark IIs. I know Kairos aren't the best use from that, that side. I think people need to start looking at this in this case is that sometimes I have to spend resources so I can go get more on the backside where other things kind of come back in from, from that piece. Right. Um, you know, I, I think that, that for, for a guild to get 265 and, and there will be some equivalent of 265. I don't know whether we, we don't know if it's going to be 265 or not in the next raid, but there's going to be kind of that target piece you're going to need to have this average score that everyone in the guild is going to be able to get to. And if you can get like for it's, it's now it's like just, I think it's like 5.65. If everybody averages 5.65, you can get to the 265 box. Mm-hmm. That's literally half of that is the Java team being able to do 2.7. If oh, it yeah. gets you that much closer for, for doing that by just putting an Omicron on it, just, just don't immediately discount it because just someone thought that it was a terrible idea. Truly sit down and look at what does this actually get you in the long run if you put that investment in early. Well, and like I understand that like Omicron's move the needle, right? Yeah. Like they 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 move the needle in terms of like what your team can do and the output and et cetera. And they are a rare resource. Totally get that. Having a squad built as in like at relic levels so that you can slap on a datacron, even if the squad doesn't have an Omicron on it, also moves the needle. Yeah. Right. And like how many people put an Omicron on Captain Phasma? Yeah. <laughs> or, right. Like, the same thing. I, yeah. I have an Omicron on Phasma and I yeah. used her a handful of times. Yes. Have not used her since. And how many people have an Omicron on Iden? Yep. Like there are all of these Omicrons that are not doing anything now because the window for them and like where they shown has passed. Yes. 100%. Tons of people have an Omicron. I like like the Qui-Gon Omicron. It got applied. It got changed. Tons of people still have it. Is it well, is it the best investment for an Omicron right away? I don't know. It, it's the same thing with Zetas. I mean, think of the number of Zetas that you put on characters that you just don't even use anymore. Right. But they made a lot of sense at the time. It, it's this is a, again the nature of the game is the goalposts are constantly moving which means you're going to put resources into something and those things are going to fall off yeah and, absolutely. and there's you know it's and, and the other thing i'll i'll, I'll say and, and, and look i will immediately put the omicron on because i assume it's gonna it's gonna help but your scout trooper needs to be r7 mm-hmm. to get leia which means again if if they just do a direct port from crate to to speeder bike Mm-hmm. That means you're going to need one relic on that guy, 
relics on a couple of others, and all of a sudden now you're you're likely going to be scoring at the max level at that point. Like that's just a, like checkbox done. Day yeah. one, week one, you're already scoring the equivalent of, of, of the highest possible score that you can get for a group of three three people from that side. Because it, I, I'm willing to bet again five dollars, whatever people want. That that it's going to make it that easy from that that perspective, and it just again it, it just accelerates everything else that you're going to do from that point moving forward. I honestly think because they have like I hate to use the term expiry date, but because they do have kind of an expiry date on them, CG has to make them like so good yeah. that you want yeah. to put it on. What's going to be interesting is if they do the ten. It's a special ten. 10 mat omicron mm-hmm. for a very limited time yeah that that will be the the piece that i think is going to be super interesting or I'm, I'm really interested to kind of see how that that chases out from that side so yeah um the 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 last thing on this uh from did say on the on the stream and they talk about it here uh they understand that the current cadence for crate is way too frequent mm-hmm. um so the plan will likely be um, the cadence is going to move to a six-day cadence. It'll cost twice as many tickets to launch. Um, so run it once once every six days, get twice the number of rewards. Right. Which, again, I think is a great trade-off as long as I don't need 10 teams to get the same score. Right. Because now it's just the same number of teams. And, and, and again, so, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a great trade-off. Um it sounds like you will still the raid would still last three days, um, or maybe not. But I, so, yeah, so I, I'm not sure if it's if it's and again if it's actually I'd love it if it was three days, but it doesn't launch for six because that gets you resources in your box much faster. Yeah, I think it is because it says they will maintain the same duration of the raid. Okay. But double the start cost and the rewards. So, like to me, that means it should last three days. Have three days off. I I would love it if they just moved it to. It launches on Tuesday. Yeah. It runs Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then it's four days off, and then it launches on Tuesday. Like just just starting on the same day every week. Yeah. And just, just build it, it into way. the four week yeah, yeah. schedule just, we've got just going do on. it that way and i mean i get it it's a it's a ticket thing but yep. uh i am so excited about this i get tagged <laughs> i and okay so i'm gonna say this now before i before i even say what i'm about to say i get tagged every raid to hit the raid like that it's been you know however long the raid's gonna end within 20 to 24 hours yeah. You have a post of zero. Every single raid, without fail, I get tagged. And I'm and it, it's, I'm just like, oh, man, I just did this kind of thing. Like, I feel like I just hit it. And I'm constantly getting tagged because of that feeling. I fully expect to still get tagged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to hit the raid. Uh, sorry, I am who I am. I fully expect it to happen. I will not complain about it, though. I will say that now <laughs> because it's one time a week, give or take. I'm not going to complain about it, uh, but I will not be shocked that I still get tagged. So, 
it was funny this week in in our raid chat. Someone was saying like, oh, the way that I do it is I run three teams like in the last couple of hours. I run all my teams in the last couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And then when it rolls over, then I run them in the exact opposite pattern. So I don't have to do like one of the remots in the middle of that. And so yeah. I was like, oh, that's a great idea. And I'm like, and that's how 10 people in the guild actually didn't score enough on it because they waited until the last possible minute and forgot like let's not advocate for that model like that that seems a a recipe for disaster yeah just just no uh so well we'll see but um i'm happy they're doing this they don't say when it's going to happen uh i think this is this is the november this is this is gonna hit right at anniversary right okay i could see that yeah yep. or, like this is going to be a thing maybe with the new yeah. raid dropping and yeah. yeah okay so the thing that i do want to point out about this is everyone's like oh they're saying the raids are going to have an eight to nine month shelf life like that's that's what they're getting at and they are saying the speeder bike raid right will have an eight to nine month shelf life. So until we get another raid after this, that is also an eight to nine month shelf life. I don't think we can say that all raids moving forward will have an eight to nine month shelf life. But it sure feels like we're going to get a galactic legend and a raid that they're awesome at. And then that cycles, that's going to be kind of the cycle we're going to look like. It does, but to me, that means that if we have an eight to nine month shelf life, and if this raid is coming out in, let's just say November for argument's sake, that means the shelf life would need to be up July to August next summer. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. Which means you now need to shift your Galactic Legend cadence if your Galactic Legend is going to be shepherding in the um, the new raid. So what happens if they say eight to nine months and then they end up going 10 to 12 months? Do people get upset because, well, I mean, yes, people are going to get upset because it's just what they do, but mm-hmm. do people get more bent out of shape because, well, if I would have, if I would have known it was going to be longer, I would have put resources in. But I mean, I think this is the other thing that I, I think I'm finally getting used to this now. And I, I'm hoping everyone else is as well. We've been so used to CG not giving us information. Yeah. And now they're <laughs> giving us so much information in advance that I think if we hit month seven, month eight um, of the the speeder bike raid, and they haven't told us that there's a new raid coming, I think you can assume that we're not getting information about a new yeah. raid because there isn't a new raid yet. So I... I feel like okay, so the the crate rate drop, the crate rate, the crate raid dropped May fourth ish. Okay. That that first weekend in that first week of May. It is the middle of August, so it has been three and a half rough months yeah. of us having this raid, and we already know that a new raid is coming. So if they are going to follow the same communication pattern, I would expect if this Endor raid drops in, uh, or sorry, the speeder bike raid drops in November, let's say, for argument's sake, 
I would expect by February, March at the absolute latest to be told, hey, here's the yeah. next raid. It's going to be out. We'll have more information for you sooner uh, at a later date, blah, 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 blah. And I feel like if we don't get that, then keep working on the raid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my, my stepdad used to have this phrase that he used to love to tell me when I was in high school. And it was, it was your actions are speaking so loudly. I can't hear what you're saying. And, mm. and I think for years, because we never heard from CG, we, we looked at what they did and then we extrapolated because they weren't, they weren't saying anything to us. Yeah. And, and I, I think in certain respects, we, because we're getting information out, like we don't know what to do with it. Right. Totally. You know, like I'm, I'm trying to take, like, I have this view of the world that I look for patterns in, in, in the, the, the machinations that they do in the game. And then they give me this information and then I try and slam those two pieces together. And part of it to, to your point, you just made, maybe we just need to stop trying to figure out what the answer is. It just, except they're telling us they're giving us, Right. They gave us a, a, a three to four month view of, of well, well, we'll call it two month view of where this is going to be by the end of the, by the end of the calendar year. And they, all they're asking in return is some flexibility and that kind of how people kind of go about addressing the, these things. Right. So. It was like when, when Java dropped and they, or not when he dropped, when he was first announced and they said he's going to have spots on the board, he's going to have territory battle missions. There's, plus other pve areas and now they're doing the same thing with leia you know she you're gonna want her for datacrons you're gonna want her for economy events you're gonna want her for the raid like all of this stuff they're saying you're gonna want her just i hate this be like just listen but also like just listen (laughs) and more importantly they said nothing about afra like what, what's funny, like they, right. it wasn't, you're going to get all this other stuff for Afro. It was a case like, hey, we do this because we do this every year. But there was nothing a, a associated with that. And again, what what did we see in the last couple of months? Well, I guarantee Afro is going to be a requirement here. And I guarantee that, that, mm-hmm. that you know, no, just listen to what they're telling us. It's the same then, thing that they said nothing for Starkiller either. Yeah, exactly. So they told us the Inquisitors were going to be needed. They told us the Tuscans were going to be needed and mm-hmm. they delivered. They yeah. told us Jabba was going to be needed. They delivered. Why should we not believe the same thing around Leia and the characters that are being here and just understand that they're going to tell us directionally where we're going? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. All right. I think that's like the raid in a nutshell yep. <laughs> that yeah. we know so far, at least. Yeah, I think you're right. That that's That's... Look, it was great to get the information, but I I, I can't keep saying I, I will keep saying it, but I, I think that's kind of where where we landed. So, yeah, I think that was like our. I was just looking at our our show notes, and I'm like, oh, that's no that that was it. That, like that was it. Yeah, the, yep. the raid and Leia, like that's the big chunk. Yep, that's what absolutely. everyone's talking about. Um, do you want to be negative? Yeah, let's be negative. <laughs> We get accused of being Excuse too positive all the, all the all the time. So, um, yeah, I, I got accused on our last show of being condescending, I think was the term that they used, which I just loved. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't worry. I've, I've been called every name in the yeah. book, I'm sure, by this point. Can Are you, you get any feedback? Are you getting any feedback from me? No. All right. Hang on one second. 
no, whatever. I, I got a little bit of fuzz coming my way, so probably a shitty cable. Oh, nuts. All right. Um, so negative. You want to yeah. start going negative, or you want me to? You want me to Ooh. go first? Um, I'll go negative. I'll go negative. Okay. And uh, I hate to be like in the same. I'm not. I'm not going to drag this out because everyone's been negative about this. The Leviathan is so buggy, and like it's been patched, and the patch is still buggy. Like yeah. it's so bad, and um. I get it. Like everyone's kind of like, oh, you didn't test. They didn't test and they don't. And, and I would like to think I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they probably did test, but testing in a test environment and testing and then and sending that code live um, doesn't always work. Like the live yeah. environment, for whatever reason, introduces bugs that aren't necessarily there in a test environment. Yeah. Um the thing that I'm having trouble with is there were just so many issues that it really does feel like they didn't even test in a test yeah. environment. Like just because there were so many. And so I didn't go to seven star. I stopped at five. Um, I did spend a good chunk of my crystals. I drained them as far down as I was comfortable to go. I think I left like two or 3000. So I would have a wiggle room with conquest and like all this kind of stuff. Um, and I stopped at five star. So I can't take full advantage of the Leviathan kit, which is fine. I knew that going into it and I was okay with it. I think what really does suck though, is I know a lot of people did hoard their crystals for it. They were ready yeah. for day one. And then it just, absolutely shat the bed um and it leaves this kind of like bad taste in your mouth because now you're like well do i want to do it again like do i want to or not even necessarily do i want to hoard crystals again but say you bought a vault to do it like do you want to buy a vault again <laughs> so all right oh man there's there's a lot there yeah um, i'm gonna I'm going to break this in two pieces. I'm going to be a jerk in the second half. Okay. <laughs> I like the it. First, the first is, uh, one, uh, I want to go back to the last episode of UTH when you guys had Sanjita on. Was that correct? Or was that the episode mm -hmm. before you, but was that the episode before you made your, your miraculous, miraculous, man, your amazing return. I can't even say that word. We, we are so out of practice on this episode. <laughs> It's what happened. You know what? We were both sick last week. Or, yeah. Um, it might have been the one before me. So they were talking about the whole CG doesn't test thing. Mm -hmm. And he made this amazing comment and he's like, stop blaming CG for the fact that they don't or that, that they don't test. Blame the leaker. Because when the when they leaked all of that information two years ago and they pulled the beta program back, mm -hmm. we had that vehicle. All right. We yeah. had a, we had a beta testing organization in place. And CG had to pull it back because that impacted their bottom line. And I don't care things that impact your bottom line, you make a change up. So that, yeah. that that's the first piece. The second, this is not an excuse. It's the reality of where the world lives. When you are CG, we've talked about this likely has a, has their cadence release plan for the next two years. Yeah. That they can, that someone can say, Hey, when is, Galactic Legend, Ahsoka Tana Fulcrum going to be released. She's going to be released the third week of November of 2025. 
someone knows that that information right now. And the problem is when something happens in a software development cycle, like the Leviathan is a buggy piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. If you don't ship it when it's supposed to be released, that entire two-year calendar now needs to slide back because of that. Right. So does someone have to make the very difficult decision and the very bad PR mm. decision to say, we're going to, did CG know about all of these problems? Ship right. it and know that I'm just going to spend the next two weeks working on fixing the problems. Right. Like, I, I just wonder if there's, there's not a piece of that, you know, th- this is not, it's, it's, it's somewhat of a, I, I think you need to, we can talk about software quality and some of these other pieces, or maybe it's a resourcing alignment, but at a certain piece, I, I wonder if they did test, it got out the door because they needed the event to get out the door to keep the schedule and, and everything else running from that side. Um, so that that's the, those pieces. Here's the jerk. All right. Here, here's the piece that I saw a number of people that are historically not spenders. Mm-hmm or have never spent at the level that they did Mm -hmm. jump in because they thought the payoff was coming. And I I understand that. And and what they don't have the same experience of is if you're going to invest early in things, sometimes you absolutely 100% win. Yeah. And then there are times that you get burned because it's just not ready or there's a gap or something's not not there. And and I feel for those people from that side, but but the, look, th- these are giant whale tears that are coming here, but sometimes when you whale early, yeah. This is the penalty that you pay. Like it, it's the trade-off that you have to be willing to accept in some of those cases. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think that's fair. Um and and I will say like we know that profundity wasn't smooth executor wasn't yep. smooth like they all have had their uh bugs and i know i was pointing that out pretty much like the day of the event like people were losing and i was like this isn't new like executor was not a smooth release and we're really fast to forget these kinds of things because yeah. they've gone in and patched it and it's worked i think now they took so long to go in and patch it and then they patched it and now it's still buggy. Like it's still, if they get their ultimate off before you and take your, or if they take your bridge, whatever it is, and uh, then their Mark six comes in, it's viewing your capital ship yeah. as part of their fleet. And now you've got a Mark six with 150 stacks yeah. and it's just things like that, that it's like, it's not quite working. Like, yeah, you fixed it so that the Mark six comes in, but also no, you didn't fix it. Yeah. So it's interesting. And I think the bigger piece, what people are really frustrated on is there's been a lot of silence from CG on yeah. it. And I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt when things like this drop on, you know, a Thursday or Friday and they're headed into the weekend. And it's like, you know what? Like, they're not going to be on all the time, right? Like, they're not going to be on on the weekend. It's just, it's just not like you got to have work-life balance. You do. I don't care what industry you're in. You, you got to have work-life balance. And 
when it's been, we're getting close to a month now and we've still kind of not really heard a ton about it. It's it's a bad taste. Um, I, I think what would be an interesting thing, um, and I don't know if they would even implement this, but this goes back to the fact that, like, you know, we had this leaker that blew up the beta program. Um, so we es- essentially don't have like a player test environment yeah. um, anymore. I think maybe what would be an interesting thing that CG could do that might um, be better received with the community is if you have something like this dropping, you should have an on-call team on the weekend that maybe they don't have to go into the office, work from home, whatever, but monitor the forums, monitor the Discord server, um, you know, the unofficial official Discord server for these bugs. And that way you can put out a post and say, okay, guys, we see this. We've tracked, uh, we've, we've noted all of these ones. Um, here's a quick Google survey. If you're having other bugs or, uh, whatever the case may be. And then you at least that way we know that it's being monitored. You're taking the feedback. We know something's going to come once the team is in from the weekend sort of thing. Um, or you can start working on it right away kind of thing. And you don't need to be on call every weekend. You just only need to be on call when something drops. You know, I, I like the the survey idea because the problem is if if I know that they do that and I know that like they're monitoring the events server, they're monitoring Reddit and they're monitoring the forums you start to get this pattern of like, well, I'm posting, but they're not responding. Like, right. Because th- th- there's a certain point of like, I'm just gathering information. Like I shouldn't have to acknowledge everything you're saying, but I'm gathering information. If I put a survey out, like that, because a survey is very much a one directional thing. There's there's not a two-way interface to a survey. So if you're having, please fill out this form, provide the details of, of what's in place. Mm-hmm. You You remove that why are you not responding? You know, no one, no one answered my question. No, no, no. We want your feedback. We, we're, we're taking this, we're monitoring it, but, but you, you do it from a, from that, that kind of style of, of, of vehicle. Um, yeah, I, th- look, th- this is, th- this is by no means am I trying to make an excuse for the poor quality of the release. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it's, there were a lot of bugs. I, I will, you know, I don't, I think thematically, I think there's a lot of people that believe there's a bug right now that if you take over the enemy's capital ship, but lose, Mm -hmm. that they get their capital ship back. And there are people that think that that's that's a bug. I think thematically that's accurate. If you are attacking my ship Mm -hmm. and you board my ship and I repel your fleet, I should still have possession of my ship. Like that, that, that's kind of the way that I, the way right. that I look at it thematically, but they need to get better from these things. I, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if that, that whoever that was that, that actually leaked all the data, if they're still around, but they, I'm sure they did not expect what came out of that to come out of it. But it, it has set back pieces of this game years because of that. Oh yeah. It's just a it's just insane. Like 
I hope they got enough internet cool points for doing that. So. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. What are, what are you negative on? So, so, you know, it's, it's, it's on the Leviathan thing and it's and a little bit of it is this belief that, that Leviathan isn't good enough. Right. Um, and, and I think that people sometimes don't always think about what, what meta defining it is. And, and, and it's, it's funny. I was trying to wrap my head around this and, and kind of where my head was. And then I actually listened to, to, um, solo base talk about this on, on gamut alliance and he said a lot of this stuff as well he said it much better than, than i could but the the leviathan coming into the game if, if you actually go look at the data mm-hmm. the leviathan coming into the game fundamentally shifted gac that the best defensive fleet which was profundity yeah is no longer being set on defense because it's being pulled onto offense to handle the leviathan right to counter it that that is fundamentally shifting the meta. That is changing the way that th- that th- that things work from that side. It's it's not this like a meta shift is not. I have this thing that cannot be beaten and beats everything. That's not healthy in the game. Right. What's healthy is is it changes the way that we play and it changes the tools that we have in place. And and I I think that people just need to to maybe take a step back and just look at it as like, does this fundamentally change the way that I approach different things? Mm-hmm. It doesn't in conquest. I'm I'm frustrated about that. That's that's stupid. I understand why it doesn't work, but um, I, I just th- there's this idea that I got it first and no one should be able to beat me. That's just not healthy in the game. That that just doesn't work. There needs to be a way around some of these things. Mm-hmm. Three three ships without a reinforcement beating it. Eh, not sure. It's not 100. percent But um, I just. This this whole piece of it's it's not changing the meta. No, it absolutely it is. It's fundamentally changing the, the the way the meta works. Right. If you're if you're having to adjust your plan to get around the ship, yeah, that that means it's changed it. Yeah. Like it, it it really is kind of the same thing as like when when people argue with with you of whether or not um whether or not a team got a hold in Grand Arena. If it if it doesn't hold, yeah. It's not good. Well, it's like, well, no, because if I just pulled out your JMK or your yeah. Supreme Leader Kylo or whatever, and now you don't have that team for what I hit in the back, and you don't have something else for it, I just screwed you. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think you, um, San San and I were talking about this in, in our little three person chat that we have mm-hmm. that that you know it's if I can't beat a galactic legend this team isn't very good great but if the only team that can beat my you know like the, the only team that Treya can't beat a galactic legend right she, she, but the only teams that are beating Treya right now are galactic legends exactly that that's a that's a shift I, I don't care what that is like th- th- it's you have to look at it differently from what can I beat versus, you know, or, or what, what needs to beat me from that standpoint, that these things are not, they're not as black and white as the way that everyone wants to look at them from perspective. Right. It, it, it really is about like, especially like, I mean, I, I don't take GAC super seriously, yeah. but for a little while there I was playing it. I was, I mean, I still play it, but like I was 
doing really heavy duty scouting. Right. I was recording my battles. I was checking counters constantly. Like I wanted to know what I was using. And I was really good at knowing when I saw a team, I was like, yep, th- I'm going to use this here. I would plan everything out. And if you're making your opponent have to make a tough decision and that yep. tough and they choose wrong, you win. And it doesn't matter if you get a hold or not. Yeah, it's it's really interesting and in, to kind of pull that out. The this whole Marin taking down Java or, or two right. Java. I climbed really high in Grand Arena this past cycle because I had an I had a a two shot counter for Java that allowed me to use Kenobi on Lord Vader. Yeah. which then meant the bounty hunters were always there for Adrad, which then meant I bad batch was able to do all of the other stuff that like, it just kind of shifted everybody one step down the chain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like the, and you could tell like they were traps that they set up in these cases, but the traps don't work when I have something to take care of that problem because I fixed some somewhere else. And, and it's um, again, it's, more tools make the game easier. And that that's what a lot of these things are coming down to on that side. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. It's just an offensive ship now. It, it was the best defensive ship in the game. It is now just an offensive offensive ship on the off chance that they're going to set Leviathan on defense. Right. And if you set Leviathan on defense and I don't keep my profundity because I have yeah. to still set it on defense, for example, then you win. Yeah. Like... It, so Leviathan mirror match and you're going for a coin flip or are you going to take uh what the assassin up to R9 so that that you know you, you get that that speed bump. Right, exactly. So, so no. Anyway. Do we want to be positive? <laughs> yes, we should probably be positive at this point. So. Excuse me. Um you go first. What what right. are you So I am really liking the you know, I, I put in here, I, I put in the notes, I put new conquest and data, ch- data cron changes. I, I think what I really want to say is I appreciate that that CG is looking at ways to make the experience better. Mm-hmm. And it's not a case of we're just going to, we're going to put it out there and we're not going to make any changes. The, the fact that they made some of these data cron changes, and I hope people do engage with them, that because they're now making it easier for people to actually use them. They're making changes into conquest around accelerating the farm for people that, that are in the uh, proving grounds. They're mm-hmm. making it easier for people to kind of, again, it's, it costs a little bit of money from that side, but they're making the investment into, into where that is. looks like they're probably going to maybe try and lower the time requirement there. Um, the ability to sim. I, I just, I, I appreciate that the work that's going into that way. Um, again, eight or nine years into this game that they're still just trying to make the experience better rather than this kind of belief that they're just really trying to, to farm money out of our wallets. So, yeah. And I mean, that goes, goes into like just seeing them do these surveys, yep. want our input, say, Hey, we're, we hear you about the raid. We hear you about conquest and all this kind of stuff. So they're definitely uh, listening. I'm I'm also going to say this. Remember when everyone jumped all over Meathead because he's like, hey, I've been kind of doing this for 10 years. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like he knows what he's doing. Like, I mean, this, 
the whole survey aspect of it. And it, it takes some time to kind of build the framework you want, but it, it kind of feels like he's figured out a vehicle for getting feedback from the community to the developers and then generating that in a positive change. Right. And I mean, he, <laughs> we don't see this because we don't see it in game. We don't see it on the forums. We, we don't see yeah. it publicly. He's got his finger on the pulse on who yeah. he needs to talk to in DMs about specific things. He, Crumb said as much on the stream that Meathead is championing, is, is the champion for a fix to the squish. Yeah, because Meathead knows that he needs to talk to Aliana. Yeah, and, and again, I, I, I just, I appreciate the, the effort that's going to this side. And again, um, let's lay off Meathead a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely knows who to go to and it it i feel for him because he yeah. is the the face of galaxy of heroes you know he he's the punching bag but don't shoot the messenger nobody likes your cable company nobody likes your cell provider nobody likes your community manager yeah they're just they're terrible jobs to have i feel for you so <laughs> it's true what about you um so obviously like we've got conquest and all this stuff which i'm enjoying but it is, and I don't know if it's just because of how the layer requirements are, it is so nice to be caught up on my Galactic Legends. The only the only character I do not have um, that is like a journey guide, hero, whatever thing, is still Afra. I still don't have her. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I literally said the other day in our officer chat, I was like, okay, I just finished farming. I have them all farmed. I finished BT1. Um, do, do you guys think I should throw like some gear on them? But if we get layer requirements, I'm going to work on those instead. Like I would pause it and then, and then do that. And then literally the next day we got set to. So yeah. um, She's forever backburnered. I feel a little bit. She's the new Lord Vader for yeah, me. Yeah. I feel so bad. Um, but because I'm I'm done these Galactic Legend requirements, like the the sets come out, and I'm like, okay, and I just yeah. do it's so, even the characters I don't have at relics have been so smooth. The only character right now that I don't have at relics that is not a marquee is Lobot. Yeah. And I got him to gear 12 immediately because no Kairos and I have all this core gear. So I was like, all right, gear 12 done. And I have been piecing his gear 12 requirements together um, every time we get a raid payout. So he needs like seven gold furnaces, yeah. like salvage things. And then he's going to be gear 12 or sorry, gear 13. Um, so it's, it's been surprisingly smooth and it's nice. I, I'm not going to have her day one, but I'm going to have her very quickly. So do you, do you want to know the one scary thought? Like, I even feel bad bringing this up. Oh, man. Do you, do you, do you see the shadow looming over Leia? Because mm -hmm. do you know it's going to drop within two weeks of Leia? The raid. Malikos. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's going to be Trench and, and Reba all over again for us. Where we got these two characters that needed a ton of resources 
right at the same time and it was just miserable ah uh, yeah it is i you know what it's funny that you that you said that is i thought about malicos literally like i think it was this morning or yesterday and i was like oh yeah i'm gonna need this gear and then i immediately put it out of my mind i was like i don't want to think about that <laughs> um yeah 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 sorry uh, yeah i didn't think about that well you've got till month four You've got till month four with Malikos. Yeah, I know, but I am going to get them yeah. in September. So I do want to like, and and like I've got Seer now at Relic 7. So I'm like, oh man, I, I can put together a team. I took Fulcrum up to Relic. So I was like, I can put together a team. So th- that's, it's funny you say that because a lot I saw a lot of people have brought Fulcrum up to Relics in the past couple of weeks. And, and I think, again, I think that's the major change of the way the economy is in the game right now that while everyone's trying to build up like all these layer requirements, like there's all these people that are also like, oh yeah, I took this other one character up because I just think it's going to be important in two months as well. So, you know, right. there, there's people are even in the middle of this are kind of even doing kind of side projects from that side. So. Yeah. It's, it's just a necessary thing. Um, do we want to do these fan questions real quick? Yeah, let's do them. Yep. So let's start with uh, Bane7245. Uh, so there's four. So we'll we'll hit them kind of in order. Uh, will Drogon be a hard or soft requirement for Leia? And I think this one came in actually before Friday. Yeah. So he is now a hard requirement and will be a hard member of that team. So he's going to be need to, to be ready to go. Um. Uh, what is your dream for a TW rework? Specifically mm. interested in given the medium stance of old dirty blasters in territory wars. Oh, I don't know. I um, honestly, I'd, I'd love it if they went back to. Although they won't now because it's basically what datacrons are. But remember when they tried that experiment where it was like oh, here are like four characters that are going to do insane things for the month when you put them on yeah. teams. I That to me was the best territory wars. Um, I, I understand like the 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 large kind of the, the heavy people that wouldn't want it, but I I don't care to, to about changes to territory wars. The, oh, okay, I will tell you what I don't want. And I have said this so many times over. I do not want a three-way guild no. war. Like... Oh, no, I just shudder thinking about it. I I, I can't do it. So <laughs> here's here's here, if that happens, here's what here's the side effect. My brother growing up had two best friends, mm-hmm. Scott, Carl and Eric, the three of them. Okay. And it was 10 years of the two of them ganging up on another one. And, and it would always change. Yeah. Sometimes it would be A and B upset at, at C. Sometimes it would be A and C upset at B. It just, it's going to be back channel fighting between, no way, no way, shape or form. No, I I just can't do it. I would, I think if they do anything to Territory Wars, the reward structure for Territory Wars right now is broken. Right. It's not relevant. So the fact that that at at the highest tier, the loser gets one arrow magnifier when you need 20 to take a character from seven to eight, it, it's, it, it's, they need to update that more, more yeah. than anything. Um, yeah. 
So, and, and even what the winners get five, it, it's, it's not a huge, it's not a huge bump. So it's, it's, yeah. Um, when the raid gives me one relic seven to relic eight a week and going four and oh in territory wars gives you the same number of resources. That's just broken as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, it takes you a month to do yeah. what you're doing in a week solo. Yeah. I mean, not really solo, but yeah. solo. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Um, which EU tune would you like to see as the next uh, Starkiller Afra equivalent for the end of the year? Ooh. Um. So I don't know a lot about the EU because I yeah. don't read books. I just uh, the extent I have of Star Wars knowledge is the movies and the TV shows. Um. I know a lot of people want Corrin Horn. Yeah. So I hear his name thrown around a lot. I've been told a lot about him. Um, so I think that could be fun. So in it's funny because I, I have somewhat I, I read a lot of the EU stuff back when I was in high school and college, and enough time has kind of filtered out that I just don't remember any of it. Um, <laughs> and, and here's the thing that no one really wants to admit. A lot of it is really bad. Like oh yeah really really bad um if we have to go into the eu though i i'm, I'm gonna go really old school and we'll say uh jedi master kaboth mm-hmm. he was uh in the original Thrawn trilogy that kind of brought everything back he was a jedi master that was if i remember correctly he was guarding uh he was guarding a weapon store for Palpatine. Oh, um, okay. But he was like this in the first book. He was like they they kind of found him, and he was like this crazy Jedi, and he was kind of a bad guy. I got to go back and read that book, but um, he was definitely on the on a bad guy side. So it kind of would would kind of give like a, a, a an evil Jedi piece of it. But um, I'm, I'm in again. And I think that we we talked about this. SK and Afra aren't necessarily extended universe. I think it's a, it's a broader piece. Um, if if we were to get someone, maybe that's just not in the main continuity. Um, there was a really cool kind of cyborg bounty hunter, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm drawing a blank on his name. And uh, sorry, folks, uh, we had a little drop there. Uh, so there was a there was a, a cyborg that was part of the kind of the ward of the bounty hunters in the comic books uh, thing that I thought was a really cool character. And I'd just like to see more bounty hunters on that side. So um, round out a couple more teams. Maybe give us another bounty hunter tank so we could actually run more than one bounty hunter team. So, um, And then the last question, uh, how are you both doing? Life good? What's the best thing that happened last week to each of you? Ooh. It was a pretty miserable week for me last week. We were both sick. Yeah, we were both sick. Um, yeah. I I didn't leave a bathroom for the floor of the bathroom for for close to 24 hours i was sick sick so yeah Um, yeah um jasper rolled over yesterday that's awesome right exciting yeah he uh he did it once we got really excited so we made him do it again and then he cried (laughs) so and that's the way it's gonna work yeah so it's like okay (laughs) that's that um yeah that was fun but uh, and you know we're all sick here, so yeah, yeah, yay. 
there's nothing like being sick in august it's just phenomenal I'm like really yeah. like it's i literally woke up sick the day i was supposed to go to my cousins for a pool party oh that's the worst and i was uh, sitting there and trav my husband was like we can't go like i was like <laughs> i know but i want to go swimming <laughs> so- this, this week for me will be better because the kids uh go back to school this week and there you go. more importantly um, i no longer have grade schoolers they're both in middle school. They both can walk or ride their bike, mm-hmm. uh, which means I never have to go drop another kid back off at school for the rest of my life. So you get to so sleep. I get. I, I'm, I'm literally getting like 45 minutes extra sleep every day. It's I like it's it. Wonderful. It's wonderful. So I like that. All right. Next question, uh, idiot Lorian. I hope that's correctly correct because you really don't want to call someone an idiot in their name, but I'm pretty sure that's the way it's pronounced. Um, I think it is too, but <laughs> uh, after Leia, should CG take a break from the Galactic Legends and focus on another style of release? Mm-hmm. I'll let you go first here. I don't know what the other style of a release would be because you've got Galactic Legend, you've got Conquest, you've got Marquee, you got like we have that December tune that has kind of become a thing now. Yep. Um, and I don't know what we would do. Because I feel like if like if you have Galactic Legends, it, it almost I don't want to say like they shot themselves in the foot, but it almost feels like they shot themselves in the foot. Because yeah. if you don't release anything that powerful again, it's kind of like, well, what are you doing? Like, yeah. And, and I think one, I think it's healthy for the game that they put out a superpower character once a year. Yeah, you know what? I like once a year. Yeah, it's the kind um, of the same thing as the ship, right? Like, yep. I like that. I, I, I like that shift because it, it does result in kind of something fundamental. I, I also like, again, we, we talked about it, but I like that they attach it to other things. But you know, if you boil a Galactic Legend really down, it's nothing more than a souped up Journey Guide character. Totally. You've got character requirements. There's just a whole lot more of them. It's, I think it's, it, it's for, for, from that side. So I, I don't know what those releases would be outside of a new game release. I don't want to go back to raid characters. No, I don't think I do either. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think what, what's interesting is if you think about this question in relation to the second question, which was thoughts on, um, if CG ever did a catch up for older GLs example would, uh, be re- reduced ticket unlocks for Ray or, or Supreme leader, Kylo, Kylo Ren. This is a really interesting question when you, when you put those two together, Yeah, because there is this period of there's we're now going to have eight Galactic Legends in the game? Um, yeah. So half of them will have been in the paired format, mm-hmm. and then half of them will have been in the somewhat single release. And I, I can see that if you don't have the other, if you don't have like Ray and Supreme Leader, don't have one of those, I could see why you would want to to ease up on a Galactic Legend release cadence to to make that easier to achieve. Um, mm-hmm. I, honestly, I probably won't win any fans with this. I don't think they need to make them easier because they put so many other accelerants in the game mm-hmm. to make it easier to get the requirements. Right. Okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. 
accelerated shards, better gear economy. The raid is speeding up the ability to get resources. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I think that a lot of those those things have been solved. Mm -hmm. It's just now figuring out you may have to do two things at once in some of those cases. I mean, you can even now buy tickets with your crystals yeah. in the weekly store. Um, which they're not that bad. They're like it's not. You can knock. I, I think you can knock out the weekly store with one win in Grand Arena. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, it it's important to note like they're of they become valuable if you're dipping into the 100 crystal refreshes to yeah. farm tickets. If you're only doing the 50s, then it's not valuable to buy them, yeah. um, or it doesn't make sense to to buy them. But if you're most people that that I know that are going hard after the GLs once they're in the ticket farm are going crazy with the refreshes. Yep. So if you're going crazy with the refreshes anyway, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um I All I don't right. Know. Yeah, it's it's I don't know, it's it, it's hard to say. I think um if you reduce the ticket for unlock yeah are you just introducing another problem with where does the you know now i'm at a gear bottleneck because a lot of people while i'm working on the gear the tickets i'm pulling in gear at, at the same time so now mm -hmm. do have i have i and great it's great you've unlocked the character from that side but uh you know if, if you're constantly spending even if it's a case that that you're starting to farm for like the next set of whatever requirements from that side you're starting to you're you're going to collect those tickets over time i guess is, is the way that the way that i look at it so I, I I don't think that we'll see a, a catch-up mechanic outside of everything that they've done from that side to kind of just accelerate accounts getting caught back up to where people are. So yeah. That's fair. All right. And the last question question from Max. Uh mm -hmm. Galactic Legend Leia seems to be somewhat long-term player friendly, but a marquee squeeze. Past releases have had the late or have had the late marquee, have had a late marquee, but not four total marquees. Do you think this is a new model? It's hard to hoard and prep uh, for this and promote spending or at least crystal usage. Right. So what are your thoughts? Um, so this this is the question that I went back and looked at my notes okay. for because I was I was curious about this in terms of the marquee squeeze and I wanted to have concrete dates. Um for everything so i don't think this is a new model because i mean yes it, it is four marquees which is very tough um java was three and it is going to be hard to hoard and to prep um especially with with crystals needing to be used so if we're using java as the example java came out on september 21st um, that was the day that we were all like, oh, look, why am I earning dark side tickets all of yeah. a sudden? And then we got the post after the fact. <laughs> um, Chrysanthemum went farmable that day. Yep. He went farmable September 21st. Skiff Lando was October 19th and Leia was November 9th. So Java was released before all three of those marquees yeah. were farmable. Yep. Um, and like I would argue before even Chrysanthemum was farmable because 
you're, you're not farming chrysanthemum and getting yeah. java in the same day like you're you would have had chrysanthemum done already yep i would not be surprised at all if we see the same thing for leia um rex is farmable now and i'm not going to count him but it would not shock me at all if we get the scout trooper marquee um at the beginning of september and see leia so someone pointed out that cg loaded three weeks worth of data into the game on thursday yeah which means I don't think I, because of that, I think that we'll see Drogon in three weeks from that date, mm-hmm. which would be Nisa farmable, mm-hmm. which would actually then be very would would match up exactly where this is. Is that Nisa go even if they, if they do action? I don't think I don't think we're going to see Leia in three weeks. No, I mean, okay, so sorry, I just pulled up my I said Scout Trooper and I meant um, yeah yeah Drogon whatever his name is i pulled up the notes again um leia's marquee event for java was september 9th so her marquee was two weeks before the event so if we get drogan's marquee it would not be i would not i don't think any of us should be surprised if we see leia two weeks after the marquee event for him um and i wouldn't be surprised if we see his marquee in september at like september okay. 6th or 7th or whatever that that wednesday yeah. is thursday and look i i think that the other piece of this is do we do we see this as the new model the model was always if you want it day one you're gonna have to spend something right is it money I, or is it crystals yeah i, I mean e- even go all the way back to to ray and and supreme leader those characters were not fully farmable or had just gone farmable by the time you release. You were going to, anyone who got them day one had to put crystals into like Finn and Poe to get away yeah. on day one. It's, I, I mean, they have to make money. This is the way that they make money is chasing people from that side. I think the big question is, is that it's that where do you find, can, can you, can you get it before kind of that first journey guide cycle at the three month point? Like, I think that that's where a lot of people are, are need to kind of look out from that side. This is the way that it's just always been. I mean, it's just, you're not getting it for free. It, it's, it's that simple. It's just more emphasized now because they are hitting the table before all of the tunes yeah. are yep. formable. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, and I, I totally agree, though. It does make it extremely hard to prep for it. Yep. Yeah. So stay on target. So we have been promising to do a rank and file update um, yeah. with the new ship. So uh, at our last uh, last uh, podcast, uh, Profundity was at 61%. Executor mm-hmm. is at 36%. Um, and if we take a look at the fleet meta... Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen a shift not surprised we but we've seen a shift um, it is currently profundity at 48% uh, executor at 28% and leviathan coming in at in third at 21% with 3,455 uh, first place finishes mm-hmm. um, 
And I can't even see that because my eyes are so small. What's interesting is when you go and take a look at the rank one squads, Yeah. the big difference there is there actually are, it looks like two different lineups. So the first one is your standard profundity. Next is your standard executor. Mm-hmm. And then it's the two variations of Leviathan, one with the dagger, one with the Sith fighter. Yeah. Um, and really the Sith fighter is there because it's a counter for the Leviathan. It's, it's just a better overall Leviathan counter on that side. So. Yeah. Um, so we're starting to see that that shift. Um, yeah, I th- I think the biggest thing for Leviathan for why it's in third is just because if you don't have it at seven star. Yeah. Like I I I had mine in for a little bit while it was bu- like really 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 bugged. Um, and then I ended up switching back to profundity because yeah. like this yep. is just irritating. Uh, so yeah, I think there's a little bit of that happening, but. That's fine. Um, I I also uh, want to to do a callback. So uh, Ramius actually reached out to me just this past week and said, "Hey, did you ever get an answer to to your question about why Ghost was the most called in ship um, over Phantom?" Oh yeah, and he did. He actually explained it to me, and, and I and it makes a lot of sense from this side. If you're racing to the ultimate, because Phantom doesn't have a way to call assists. Right, you're better served bringing in Ghost or Cassians, and then using that to generate more uh, tags on the ultimate, which I I had not thought of. I didn't think about it from that perspective. It makes all the sense in the world. I tried it a couple times. Absolutely, makes it much easier from that side. But uh, again, huge thanks to him for coming out for that. Mm, um, I didn't think about it either. Yeah, yeah. So very cool. I like that. All right. Well, we're going to start taking this to Uncle Owen's moisture farm because you have a wiggling worm in your lap, and I'm you sure do. that it's getting to the point that it's that we're wrapping it up. So, uh, and last but not least, let's head to Uncle Owen's moisture farm to talk about who and what we are currently farming in game because everyone knows that work comes before going to Tosh Station to pick up power converters. Yes. So where are you? Cool, man. Um, I am currently doing two refreshes on Sexy Rexy, so I'm doing 15 yeah. sims a day on him total. Um, and then it's all signal data, all the gear 12, <laughs> gear 12 plus gear that I need for Lobot, like those requirements. Yeah. Um, I am going to end up plugging in Rex, Nisa, scout trooper all all the marquees that we need i'm going to plug them into the gear tracker and farm their gear as well once i've got um once i've got a little bit closer to them on on what's happening but uh yeah it's i'm just going right after leia right away yep get all the gear sorted for her requirements get her her gear sorted and Hopefully it's smooth. In my mind, it's smooth, but we know that that's probably not how it'll be in real life. Well, hands down, it will be. So I, this is this is the the great question: Is it by Canadian Thanksgiving or is it by American mm. Thanksgiving? That's gonna. So that depends because if we don't get Drogon farmable until November, yeah. Mm, that's going to be a challenge. It's going to be no it's going to be an American Thanksgiving over yeah. here. So, I'm in the same boat. Um I actually plugged the new characters and Malikos into the uh, gear tracker, so I've been working on kind of getting all their gear requirements pulled together and then it's just all signal data all the time. Um 
I am going to take all new characters to Relic 8 because I'm an idiot and I'm not sure why I'm doing it, but really, um, so I like finding out things like I need like 360 to 480 uh, of like the donuts and things like that. It's just, it's a, it's a lot, but um, is this because you finished your Relic 7 project? It is. Yeah. So, so my, my next, I I think what, what my plan after getting through Leia, uh, I'm going to take all of the Galactic Legends to Relic 9. And then I'm going to just start working on bringing some characters up to Relic 8, um, primarily for territory battles uh, to, to kind of just give me some more options there. Um, but I don't know. Resources have to go someplace, you know, you they can't do. just, you can't just hoard energy indefinitely. So. Or currency. Or Not. currency. Yeah. Especially with the caps. And uh, with that, so uh, we're clocking in at a, at a smooth uh, two hours and 10 minutes, a couple of rough patches in this, but again, we're coming back from vacation. It should be a little rusty. It's fine. Everything's good. We'll get there. People will be excited to see this tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, and with that, uh, thank you for joining us this week. That ought to do it. Until next time, Chewy, we're home. <laughs>